Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Nine. Twelve. Ten. Twenty-eight. Two. Twenty-three. This is Deep State Radio, coming to you direct from our super-secret studio in the third sub-basement of the Ministry of SNARK in Washington, D.C., and from other undisclosed locations across America and around the world. Hello and welcome to another special edition of the podcast. I'm David Rothkopf, your host, coming to you from New York City. And uh, as we're trying to do every week, at least once a week, we'd like to have these interactive discussions with some of our members and special guests who have answers to questions the members want asked. Uh, And this is one of those podcasts. We're very lucky to have with us today one of our regulars and uh, one of our Uh, audience uh, favorites, Dr. Kavita Patel, uh, who is a practicing primary care internist and served in the Obama administration and is a fellow at the Brookings administration. How are you at the Brookings Institution? How are you doing, Kavita? 150 million vaccinations in. So, you know, only 150 million more to go. So that's uh, that's where we're at. We're right kind of in the middle, David, but feeling yeah, good. But, but to say, you know, to say that we would have been there by by this date is that's not something we would have taken for granted. That's right. That's right. Uh, we're also joined today by Dr. Eric Feigelding, who is an epidemiologist and health economist, senior fellow at the Federation of American Scientists in Washington, D.C., and chief health economist for Microclinic International. He's a well-known commentator on these issues, uh, and I follow him closely on Twitter because he writes very informative threads on all of this. Uh, welcome, Eric. Thank you. Happy to be here. And I'm really, really excited that we're at 150, but uh, with only day 75. So like Kavita, I'm really happy. Um, Well, we'll talk a little bit about this uh, in a second. I just want to point out to those um, uh, listeners who are members who are joining us here in the webinar, uh, that if you have a question to pose, just go to where the Q&A uh, uh, logo is down at the uh, or icon is down at the bottom of the Zoom screen. A uh, little panel comes up and you can pose a question in writing. I will try to fit it into the conversation as we go. Um, I'll ask a few of my own questions up front and then we will get to that. But again, use the QA icon, not the one that says chat, um, because I don't follow that one during the course of the discussion. Um, So guys, I'm going to ask you both the same question to begin with. Uh, I follow this very closely. Um, I have the benefit of being informed about this uh, virtually every week by uh, Kavita when we do our pod on on Thursdays. Um, And so here's what I know. Uh, As Kavita said, we have a lot of vaccines having been administered in the United States. The president of the United States is about to announce that vaccinations will be available to everybody as of April 19th. Um, uh, There seems to be plenty of supply. The White House seems very confident in that in terms of 
uh, vaccines. Uh, we're leading the world in uh, in terms of the speed with which we are getting the vaccines out there. By that, I mean, we're sort of in the top tier of countries um, in doing all of that. Um, and uh, yesterday or the day before was the lowest uh, uh, total number of deaths that we've had since March 2020. That all sounds to me like good news. At the same time, um, uh, there are a number of states that are seeing significant spikes. There are a number of governors that continue to follow absurd um, policies. The French just went on a four-week <laughs> lockdown. Uh, there was a large article in the Washington Post yesterday about the catastrophic consequences uh, associated with Brazil's stunning mismanagement of this and the evolution of variants out of Brazil that are now having devastating consequences in Paraguay and Uruguay and Peru and in Venezuela, as well as in um, Brazil. India hit a new high. Um, and of course, you know, in addition to all of this, I've uh, been uh, seen that reliable sources and the American social media uh, believe that vaccine passports are a com uh, communist plot that involves elements <coughs> of Satanism and uh, Nazism. I mean, it, that it will destroy all of us. Uh, in other words, there seems to be some good news here. There seems to be some very worrisome news here. What are we to make of all of this? And uh, let me start with you, Kavita, and then we'll go to Eric. Sure. And, and I think you hit it right on the head, David. Like, it's kind of bizarre to feel so much optimism, but then looking at the data, and I do have to give credit to Eric. He is one of the, you know, even a year plus ago was one of the few people that was kind of raising the airborne quality of this and raising a lot of red flags about this kind of virus from China. Uh, so I do think that we are at this kind of interesting point. And here's what I'll say. Um, my, in the, in the mid-Atlantic area where I practice and comparing notes with people who are in kind of some of the other hotspot areas, the demographics, generally younger people coming in hospitalized and even children, we're seeing just more cases of positives. And because older people are being vaccinated, we're just seeing younger cases. And what happened Variants are playing a factor, to your point, the rollbacks. And by the way, now it's like every governor, it's almost like everybody is racing, blue or red, to reopen as fast as possible. I mean, Abbott deserves to be called out as does DeSantis because of the masks, but every governor is peeling back the restrictions prematurely, and, and I think Eric might agree. But I, I would say the other part that's difficult is that we're still kind of in an unknown territory with these variants. And it's not just the familiar ones, B117, P1, B1351. It's also the variants that are our own homegrown Manhattan, B1526, the double mutation on in a variant in Southern, it found in uh, the Bay Area from India or believed to be in India as well. So those are the reasons that all of these things kind of present a mixed picture However, the United States would be in a far worse condition if we weren't actually vaccinating as many people and if we didn't have three highly effective vaccines. So it's hard to believe that we can both be in a state of optimism and dire pessimism, but that's where we are and sitting right on the border of it. By the way, when you say three highly effective vaccines, uh, I'm taking that that's AstraZeneca shade, Sinopec, <laughs> uh, Sino Chinese vaccine shade, it is. Russian shade. 
Right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I should say I'm, I'm, I'm three highly effective authorized vaccines that I can offer to anybody in the United States. Right. And <laughs> and others. Uh, Eric, what do you what do you what do you what do you make of all this? Yeah, I, I completely agree with Kavita. It's in certain ways we've been chasing, you know, the vaccines and it's really good news. As I was saying earlier, you know, we're on well on our way to hit 225 million by day 100 of my administration, but the rest of the world is in a world of trouble. Um, Brazil, they just announced 4,100 deaths. U.S. is 50% larger. So that's the equivalent of 6,000 U.S. deaths a day, which we never even came close to. We we, dare, we didn't even brush 5,000 much. And so Brazil is in a world of trouble. They do not have any vaccines. They're out of supplies. Rio de Janeiro is completely out of vaccines. And the bulk of their orders are not going to arrive till June. And, you know, they didn't order 138 million um, until like last week when ICUs were 95, 100% full. And those are not going to arrive till the end of the year. Brazil's in a world of trouble. Chile uh, luckily got uh, it's a stash of Sinovac vaccines, but they rushed to reopen and their ICUs are full as well and their mortality soaring. And Brazil's neighbors as well. And Mexico, Mexico is announced that its actual mortality was 60% higher than previously thought and actually exceeds Brazil official count right now. And they don't have enough vaccines. They don't have enough vaccines for healthcare workers. There's, pedi there's pediatric in, um, uh, doctors, mm -hmm. uh, pediatric uh, infectious disease doctors who have zero vaccine access right now in Mexico. And that is incredibly, incredibly worrisome. And of course, Canada, which at the beginning they ordered more vaccines than anybody in the world per capita now are actually behind the race um, because they don't actually have vaccine production them some themselves. And, and we don't even have to get into a lot of the European issues right now with AstraZeneca. They're so behind, it's, it's really sad. And so although the U.S. is in great shape, this is not some U.S. domestic issue, uh, in which U.S. has many, like gun violence and whatnot. This is a global pandemic, and if we basically ignore the plight of all these other countries, not share our stockpiles of vaccine that we have, this mm -hmm. pandemic's gonna keep going and eventually one of these unlucky variants are gonna come back and bite us from the, you know, these other countries like P1. You know, British Columbia has a great, a huge P1 outbreak uh, and Vancouver Canucks or half the team is complete, uh, came down with it and many are sick and are IV fluids. But Boston, Boston has, one of the largest outbreaks of P1 from Brazil as well. It, would, it came completely snuck up underneath us. And what, so I think, you know, whether it's a red state or a blue state, we're not out of this until the whole world is out of this. And I think a lot of people have that tunnel vision that this thing's gonna be over, but I don't think this is gonna, gonna be over. This is gonna go on for quite a longer time until the whole world has enough vaccines. To listen to this episode in its entirety, please visit thedsrnetwork.com and become a member today. Thank you for listening.